Hello and welcome. This is a new spin on autism. Answers. And I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host, and have we got a show for you. By the way, the reason that I call it a new spin on autism answers is because here on this podcast, we poo-poo the concept of awareness. Awareness doesn't do us a lot of good. We're just aware. Oh, good. He's autistic. We're aware, 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 aware. I don't want to just be aware. I want to know what to do. So we take the evidence. We take the ideas that are out in the world. We put them together. We draw conclusions, be they right or be they wrong. And we come up with answers. And we have fun while we're doing it. So the we is always me and my guest. I have a great guest today. I'm really excited. And in fact, it was only about five minutes ago that I thought to ask her to come on the show with me. So we're completely unprepared. This will be a lot of fun. I want to preface, preface, apparently I can't talk today. Um, I want to uh, begin. There we go. We'll just change the word. That's what I actually advise the children to do when they can't get the word out that I'm asking for. I say, go ahead and use a different word. If you can't get out the word seat, get out the word chair. So there you go. I changed the word. I followed my own advice, something we should all do a little more of. I want to begin today by explaining a little bit of why I hadn't been prepared for a guest. It was because I was going to be my own guest. It occurred to me that I'm always shining the light on everybody else's stuff, and what motivated me to have this show in the first place is wanting to share this amazing, amazing, amazing therapy that I discovered. Oh, and before I get into that, I want to remind you to hang in there for the whole show because we're going to have our OK, 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 great guests giveaway at the end. And of course, stories from the road. I like to pretend that's why everyone tunes in because of my stories. Anyways, um, when I was raising my kids, the one child that I just couldn't really get to, couldn't help him, couldn't get him talking, couldn't help him feel comfortable in his own skin was Dar. Now, the other guys were getting a little bit better day by day. And Rye was, you know, there were eight, remember, so I'm just going to throw names everywhere. Rye was okay. He was learning. He was angry. He was very angry. So he was punching holes in walls and throwing stuff and swearing and thinking that that was pretty cool of himself, by the way. He saw the Terminator and wanted to have oil for blood, and he was just crazy, crazy, crazy. But lots of fun, and, and you could work with him. Dar was also angry, hitting himself in the face and doing stuff like that. Not so much damage out, but damage to himself and a little bit of damage out. But he couldn't talk. He couldn't do anything. He couldn't go get you the toilet paper if you asked him to. He couldn't, he couldn't retrieve. He couldn't identify objects. He was just really, really, really challenged. So he's sort of been my motivator in life. And I've constantly you know, discovered new things because I'm trying to help Dar. And in the end, they helped all of us as well. So I discovered neurofeedback. Neurofeedback is biofeedback for the brain. And it was the very first time that I had a tool when I came across this. And, and I've tried everything. I've tried diet. I've tried all the different types of behavioral stuff. I, I mean, I've done what could be done in those days and much more. And when I found neurofeedback, I finally had a tool where when he was upset, I could say, come and sit down in this chair. I'm going to help you. And it would help almost every single time. Every once in a while, not so much. But it was 
over time, the most amazing thing that I ever discovered. And so, of course, I feel like I want to shout it from the mountaintop, tell the whole world. I write a book. The book is Miracles Are Made, A Real-Life Guide to Autism. I tell the whole story of the globalness of autism, the, the history of how people have treated it over time, and also how this has blessed family upon family upon family doing SMR neurofeedback arousal-based training. And I want to share that. Now, so, so I thought, okay, 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 I'm just going to ask myself a bunch of questions and I'll be my own interview subject today. And then I'm talking to this brand new mom of mine. You know, I take on families, they become my families forever. And we work together until their children get to a place that they are so comfortable with, they've divorced me. They get too busy with their lives to spend time with me. And um, this is a new mom. And She's a special mom in a lot of ways, and in, in most especially because I decided to do a reality show so that I could get this information out and have people see what it really is to live with some of the greater challenges of autism and how it can be helped. And she is my pilot mom. She's the very first mom of this reality show. She opened her doors to us. I'm so thrilled because it was a tough case. So I, I just am full of gratitude, and we just happened to be talking, and I said, hey, you want to do an interview like now? <laughs> so I would like to welcome Jody Moore. Hi. Oh, thank you, Lynette. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You managed to stay quiet as a church mouse while I was doing all that <laughs> banter. Well, I was so fascinated listening to your stories. <laughs> you have <laughs> such great stories, and uh, I always like to listen because I don't want to miss anything. <laughs> oh, well, that's what makes you a great student. And, and you are, by the way. You're a fantastic student. Well, thank so you. let's begin. Since this is, You're welcome. Since this is really a show where I want to highlight neurofeedback, you're brand new to it. I've just been at your house uh, like a week ago. Um, we spent five days together. It's your first introduction to neurofeedback. Tell them. Well, I mean, it's really exciting because with my son, Xavier, who has so many challenges, um, just so many um, overstimulation issues on uh, obsessive compulsive uh, Actually, behavior. I'm going to interject because so, remember, you and I know Zay, but they don't. So can you, this is a story. Okay. kind of thing. So can you please give them a, a presentation of, of Xavier? Like, describe him, how old he is, uh, what type of th stuff he's challenged by, and give them a picture so that when you talk about uh, the blessings, then they can actually imagine it. Okay. So um, my story is that I'm a single mom. I have two children two teenage children. Uh, my daughter is 16 and my son, Xavier, who is uh, autistic, he is about to be 14, April 1st. So um, he has been an amazing child to take care of up until puberty um, when he just grew bigger than all of us and his little hits became really big hits. And uh, you know, we saw an increase in um, just his frustration and his ability to communicate, and he seemed to lose a lot of skills um, that, you know, 
I was very certain. I had a, a, a huge certainty of what I expected Xavier to do and be by this age. And when things kind of fell apart, uh, I wasn't expecting it. So that's kind of where you, Lynette, <laughs> come, come in. <laughs> and remember when you, the very first day when we were talking and you were saying, you know, and he regressed, do you remember what I said? That it was very common. I do um, believe I said, I looked at your daughter and said, and when you were 14, did you regret? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and everything, a lot of the stuff that you teach is very, it, it's so easy and makes so much sense that you almost feel like, how come I didn't see that uh, for myself? <laughs> but for some reason, because my child has autism, I kind of inadvertently start treating him different than my other child, um, you know, and slowly over time, it kind of, the, the measure increases in how different I'm treating him. Um, and and then he gets six feet tall and he says, I really don't like it anymore. <laughs> right. And the awareness of how I wasn't even, you know, like you say, this isn't about awareness, but this is right now. This right now for me was about being aware that, you know, my parenting um, was what needed modifying a great deal to, uh, you know, help the behaviors that my son were experiencing or and are experiencing in many ways are a result of me being, you know, overly controlling and, um, well, treating him different than his sister. I got to tell uh, you, though, Jody, it, it is about awareness. If the person becomes aware and then changes and takes an action, when I say it's not about awareness, I mean we don't stop there. And I'm going to right now interject and say you are a fantastic student. The minute that I taught you something, you took an action, like right then and there, and you changed things. It was quite beautiful to behold. Mm, thank you so much. No, you're welcome. It's very true. That's why I kept saying to you, you're such a great student. It's really huge. It's, there's a, that's what I mean when I say it's not just about awareness. We don't want to just be aware, oh, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Okay, but now what? We want the now what? And every time right. I taught you something, you acted on it. It was just awesome. Thank you. Um, I'd like to say also that, you know, once you walk out the door and you leave, you know, um, that's when you really challenge yourself as a being to continue the work because, <laughs> in all honesty, now you're alone, you know, and there's no cameras and you're back in your programming and your life and routine. And um, what I'm really trying to do is is change. And it's just not easy, you know, to just do it in five days. And so, you know, what's happening and what I love, I'm so excited about it, Lynette, is the change that's happening. And it, I love even that it's, it's taking time and going to take time and it's going to be the rest of our lives, you know, really. But being aware now um, is, is making a huge difference. And so it's just not that easy. You have to continue once you walk out the door and have a lot of resolve and commitment. I think, uh, you know, neural feedback is easy. It's the commitment to something and believing in it that takes 
um, you know, sometimes deprogramming and changing. You know what okay. I mean? Every single neurofeedback therapist in the world just went, oh, don't say neurofeedback, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. No, the way that we it set is. it up, it's just button pushing. I do all the knowing. I do all the figuring out of the brain. So that part takes a lot of learning. But knowing how to push the buttons and stick it on, that's not, not hard at all. Okay, I have to reset the show. This, we are, this is a new spin on autism. Answers. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. We are talking with Jody Moore, a reality show star, even though it hasn't come out yet because she was fantastic. <laughs> She's a mom of two children. One is autistic and, uh, you know, is just flying and doing awesome. And coming up, of course, okay, 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 the great guest giveaway, so hang in there. And at the very end, I'm going to wrap it together with stories from the road. Great, okay, we're back. So I need to, before I let you continue, I need to help give it shape so they can imagine it because it was quite, I wish we could show them, but I have to edit it. So when... First of all, one of the things that people are always afraid of is they feel like, oh, well, yeah, but my child is very sensory, very controlling. They will never let you put things on their head. And I would have to say that Xavier was the same. And yet, he had he did a, it. Yes, a successful um, allowing of the session the first mm-hmm. day, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I called it successful. So what people have to understand is success just means he allowed. So it wasn't a good contact, none of that. But because he allowed it, we were able to then be all celebrating him, and he felt successful, and he thought he could do it. And we took videotape and showed him being successful. So the next day, it was easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's miraculously been, you know, for me to see Xavier put these things on his head and do this, I mean, is just a testament to um, the fact that I think it, you know, it makes him feel good. And, um, you know, I had to experience it myself because I'm like, gosh, you know, I don't know, is this really doing anything? And then I did it and I'm like, okay, yes, it really does do something because I did feel better, um, after the first few sessions. Um, and then I started realizing that, you know, this is just so easy, but what I was, what I really want to communicate, because I've been telling people about you, Lynette, and how you actually make it easy, because it's it's really your expertise that um, you have so much patience. I've never met anybody who has so much patience. You never push either. You never make the child do anything. And uh, this is one of the biggest lessons I've learned from you. But, you know, one of the things the reasons why I believe Xavier ultimately put it on his head is because you never, you never push. And, um, you know, that was one really neat thing to, to just, I want to give a shout out to you and, and your technique and your ability to love because it's, it's so amazing to watch. Um, but other parents that I've been trying to express how amazing it is, they don't want to believe, I don't think, how easy it really is. And when I was talking to you earlier, I was, I was saying, no feedback is easy. It's the resolve in your heart to say, I'm going to do this. Um, and this is why I really want to 
I want to speak out to other parents who have autistic children and people who are struggling themselves and in and, 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 and numerous ways that can benefit from neurofeedback. Really, um, you know, maybe travel this avenue for healing for themselves and their children uh, because it's so easy and you do see results rather quickly. And okay. so... Yeah. Okay, so let me let me wrap it into some kind of science for them so they can get a picture of it. So basically neurofeedback, for those of you who don't know, is biofeedback for the brain. You put a sensor or two or three or four. I try to keep it simple with new clients, so it's usually one or two. On the on the head, you read the brainwave activity, you're not doing anything to the brain other than give it information. The way you do that is you read the brainwave activity on a screen, you're looking at the brainwaves. You tell this computer which parts are out of balance. You don't have to understand how to do that. I just tell you what to do. And, um, and then you push a button and the game starts. So you've got, you've got a screen that shows you the brainwave activity and you have a, scre- a screen that shows a game. And the game is simple and it basically just beeps or doesn't beep. And when it beeps, it's saying, yes, your brain, you're headed in the right direction. You're moving towards balance. Good, good job. When it doesn't beep, it's saying, actually, no. It's sort of like the warmer, warmer, closer, closer game, you know? It's saying to the brain, you're getting closer, you're getting, oh, now you're far away. Oh, you're getting closer, you're getting closer. So by running a game with the brain, which is kind of an interesting way to play a video game, you're able to actually change your stress level, change your, uh, the way that you're functioning, your balance. And because of that, you're then able to listen to your family better and be more cooperative. Um, and then in addition, once those things are happening and you're, you're choosing the location of the sensor, you're actually inviting the brain to change itself in many, many ways. And a good example would be Zay, um, Jody's son, has an over an overactive T4, which is correlated with the temporal lobe and the amygdala, which is correlated with flight or fight. And so in his case, if we can get that to slow down, he won't have to always feel like he needs to control everything and get full of anger and punch. Um, There's much more. It's a whole brain disorder. I could talk and talk and talk and talk for days days and days and days and days and days and keep teaching you just about his brain. But I wanted to give you a sense that this is a true science. It's a hard science. It really does do wonderful things. But I can put it in the parents' hands because I spend enough time in their home to see that child's brain, to see that parent's brain, and to then over the Internet guide them to what buttons to push. So it's easy for Jody because all she's doing is sticking it on the head and pushing the buttons I tell her to push. Does that, does that sound like I covered it, Jody? Yes, really easy. Yeah. Okay, so let's give them one more image. Here he is. He's really, really, you know, he's a delightful kid. He really wants to be loving. He really wants to be sweet. But then his body surges. And if you don't agree with my description, you please tell me. But it's like he's going, oh, I'm, I'm all happy. I'm, oh, I can't look at you now. My body's surging. I've got to punch something or I've got to do something. I'm very angry. And then he tries to be sweet again. So... He's this guy who just sort of loses control of his whole sensory overload system and has to do something physically, punches, punch the wall, punch somebody, squeeze somebody, hit his head on the mirror, whatever. Um, does that sound right? Yeah. Okay, so we did neurofeedback. Now, and 
people, please understand change isn't linear. I just told Jody, we're, we're going to be friends for a year to two. So change takes time. It takes time from, because of all the things Jody just talked to you about. However, I want you to understand the power of this modality because it can be your best friend. Mm-hmm. So we do the first couple sessions. What do you immediately see? Calming down. Just like an engine that was just revved up that just was able to idle and slow down and from, or a hamster on a wheel that just can't get off. And, or you know, other analogies are like that staircase that never ends because this is Xavier. Just, you know, he, he began to slow down. And within that slowing down, you just started seeing that there was information inside of him that he wasn't able to express because he was in this wound up loop. And after the neurofeedback, we saw just him calming down. We saw an increase in language, in spontaneous language. But really, my favorite is an increase in him wanting to tell us stuff about expressing things to him that matter um, a lot more. And then the other part is um, Xavier being able to um, use words that I didn't even know that he knew. So, Give us an example. So he said, ow, uh, the other day. And I, I said, what's wrong? And he said, I have a cramp in my arm, just like that. You know, I mean, this is something else we're seeing is just a, a intentionally wanting to use more words in a sentence. And so instead of just saying one word, we're seeing him try to express himself with longer sentence formations. Um, I mean, that, I, you know, that's the, that to me is like, that's, that's it. That's what I've been looking for for so many years okay, is for him. Yeah. And what I really like, Jody, is what we're going to tell them now. So when I, okay, so it's really, it's awesome that it did all that. It's it's awesome that neurofeedback can give that gift. But I don't know if, about you, Jody, but in my experience as a mom, I would find therapies that would do that right away, and then they would wear out. So it might be a medicine. Oh, speaking of which, he stopped taking his medicine, right? Right, it's been 11 days. Fantastic. And I didn't tell her to do that. She just did it, by the way. Anyway, (laughs) and so he's doing great. But what I was going to say is, so when I was a mom, with Dar, you know, I'd try different things, and it would be something awesome happen, but then it would go away. And you experienced that yesterday for like a day and a half where right. the neurofeedback was doing so great and you were, you were on a high and then it, you started to have a struggle and you gave me the information that I needed and I told you what to do. And here's what's different. See, with a medicine or with other stuff, it tends to spiral downhill because people keep trying to do the same thing. But what I can do is I can say, oh, well, now we do this because this is a whole brain, so now we need to shift in this way. So I gave you advice. What happened? So first of all, he's ramped up. You're going, oh, no, it's over. The honeymoon's over. I tell you what to do, and then what? Um, and then immediately a shift, you know, a visible, noticeable shift in Xavier's, um, again, 
expressing himself while he's having neurofeedback he just stopped slowed down started pointing to me to show me things and tell me about things which before that he um was revved up so much that like you couldn't get you couldn't interject anything or get anything and he wasn't desiring to share anything at all then he actually asked for brain computer didn't he Yeah, he he's asked several several times. Um, you know, a day hasn't gone by since you've left where he hasn't requested it actually. So it's really cool. Um, I also want to stress that um, you know, as a parent, it's very empowering to be able to do these things for your child and to you know, have the tools at home. And for me, I'd much rather sit down and give my son neurofeedback than medicine. Um, And so it's easy too. So we sit down together. And that's the other piece of it is that we do it together as a family. Um, You know, by having to sit down and do this together, you know, we're really building our relationship simultaneously. So it's like, it's it's multi-tiered at how awesome it really is. So. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I'm sorry that I kept interjecting, but we have a limited amount of time, and I wanted, wanted to make sure that, you know, we talked about neurofeedback. Um, I also want to give you, I have to say goodbye, but before that I want to mention that you're a massage therapist, and, um, you know, it might be really cool, because people like to give stuff away on my show. <laughs> if you offered that up. So I'm going to give you a chance to maybe offer that out there if you're willing, and then also uh, tell us if you could share, any, well, you can, you share anything you want to share. What do you think you, you know, is the most important thing you'd like to share with parents right now? Or professionals, or everybody. Um, well, I w- would like to share with everybody, but in particular my autism moms and dads and families, is just to keep believing um, in your children's abilities and to see them for that, their abilities. And, um, you know, don't look through the lenses and, and see them broken. And if you are right now, you can just stop today and then instead you know, think of every single thing that you see them do as, a, as something to celebrate. And, you know, I think that that can change your life immediately, just that right there. So, you know, I want to share that. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much an important thing. Okay. And what about the massage? You want to give anybody a massage? Come on, some poor mom out there. I do, I do, I do. So I right now I would like to offer a free massage to um to any autism family in the Bay Area. Oh no, not the whole family. That's that's way too generous. Come on, your your arms are gonna be sore. How okay. about Let's have a mom email me, say, with free massage on the email. Or actually, would you like to give out your email, Jody? Sure. Um, And have them put a new spin on autism. And how about, you you can give more if you want, but I'm thinking some mom who's dealing with something similar like you are, because then you'll also help each other so much. 
you know, somebody who's getting kind of pushed around a little bit and could really use a massage. What do you think? Absolutely. I totally want someone out there who's not getting or loving themselves as much as they could be. They would love to come and give you a massage. They can email me. It's intuitivehands at sbcglobal.net. Oh, that's so beautiful. I think they should email you. And they should put a new spin on autism.com in the subject line, free massage inside the body of the email. Thank you, Jody. That was really nice. Thank You've you, opened Annette. up your life uh, twice now. So much appreciated. Well, I just want to say thank you so much to you, Lynette, for having me today and also for coming into our lives and you know, teaching us these tools and giving us neurofeedback. Um, it's, it's been life-changing in just a short amount of time, and I'm very excited to, you know, continue with it and stay the course and see what happens over the long term. So thank you for your beautiful, beautiful, beautiful being, and thank you so much for coming and helping us. You are more than welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. It is time for the great guest giveaway. And before I tell you who we're going to talk to, I have to give you a lesson in manners and marketing. Okay, so here's the coolest thing that happened and the reason for today's guest, or at least the initial reason for today's guest. I got an email requesting that it be all right for this company to post something on my Facebook page. Nobody does that. Everybody just posts. I allow it. It's open to the public to do so. And so to have someone take the time to send me an email, an email, not a, a Facebook you know, message, and say, hey, this is who we are. Here's a link to us. Would you be all right with us posting on your Facebook page? Uh, for my book, by the way, The Miracles Are Made, Real Life Guide to Autism page. And um, I thought, wow, let's check out this company and see – what they're about. So, of course, I go on the link and I look around and I, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Not only are they uh, good at marketing and manners, but that is who they are. Uh, this company is about positive reward. And that, as you know, if you've been listening, is right up my love dally. So, I am really thrilled to introduce to you Victoria Ballard. She's from England, so I'm supposed to say Victoria Ballard will be <laughs> here today with us. She's the company founder of Victoria Chart Company. And, oh, and by the way, guys, if you're hearing my voice sound a little funny, it's because my front tooth fell out after doing the reality show episode. But anyway, so here we are. I'm trying to talk normal. Um, it's the Victoria Chart Company, and it was founded in 2004 by Victoria. And just like so many of the companies uh, that are really out there making a difference in the world, it started with her love for her children, and we're going to get into that in a second. Um, it's amazing, and I talk about this fairly often, it's amazing what wonderful things can come from what other people see as tragedies. And sometimes it's our children's challenges. So hello, Victoria. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, I'm thrilled. And you're calling from England, right? I am, yes. Snowy England. We, we're covered in snow over here at the moment, which oh we can't goodness. cope with. Well, you know, I grew up in Canada, so I'm very familiar with snow. But in, in England, it's usually really, really moist, at least when I was there. So that, that cuts right to the bone, doesn't it? It does, yes. 
All right. So tell us about your company. You got you got like eight minutes to sell, sell, sell everything about your company. So tell us about um, what it is that you are offering to the public. But give us first a taste of how you developed it. Okay. Cool. Um, well, we produce reward charts for children, and this all stemmed back seven years ago when my son, who is now nine, was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. He was 18 months at the time. Um, he, um, we, were, we were going through the diagnosis, and I knew that whilst they were a little unsure what was wrong with him, that my duty as a mother was just to help him on his way every day. And I felt the best way to do that was to create a reward chart where he could see his progress, see how well he's doing. And also it helped the pair of us together to work to an end goal. Um, it's a physical disability for him, so we monitored his steps and also his little sister was on the way, so I thought, well, we could concentrate on being a nice big brother and, um, and um, potty training as well. Um, so we covered a number of things, and it really worked well for us. Joseph loved it. Um, my f other mothers saw it. They loved it too. And then I was starting to get a lot of requests to make them one. Now, my background um, in my previous life, as I call it, I, I uh, did graphic design. So I was in the fortunate position to be able to um, create very nice charts and visually appealing for children. Um, and it all stemmed from there. It was my needs as a mother and my skills as a graphic designer pulled together, and I um, started um, initially designed a reward chart that, first of all, covered sort of common issues in a young child's life. But most importantly, I was I developed it, giving parents the flexibility to tailor to their very own needs. That's really cool. I got to tell you uh, quickly. I so I raised, I don't know how much you know about me, so I raised a kid. I know you've and, got eight children. Yes, yes, yes. Well, they're all grown up now. But um, it was interesting because my I never used reward charting or stars or things like that. Lots of reward-based teaching, but I, I never thought of charting as something that would be motivating because it wouldn't have motivated me. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, of course, we think the world's like us at some point in our lives. Mm -hmm. We think that way. So then along comes my daughter who grows up and has children, and she's raising her kids, and she starts doing a thing called the star chart. And her daughter was having trouble. She was so, so, so shy. And so mm -hmm. she would give her a star whenever she was willing to step forward and introduce herself to someone. Um, you know, and, and it was interesting. And then it, there'd be a reward at the end of the week. Mm -hmm. And I watched this, and I thought of all of the hard times I had trying to motivate one of my other mm. children mm. to do a similar thing, and all I would have had mm. to do was <laughs> create like a. Well, you do, you know, having a, a physical um, product that that is open and visual and there for all to see. It, it is such a useful tool. It reminds children how well they're doing. It, it gives everything focus. Um, I mean, what worked so well for me was um, Joseph just would love to show family and friends how well he was doing, and that became a talking point, and, you know, he got, you know, an additional praise from other people, and he, it really built, built his self-esteem. Oh, it's beautiful. Really. It's beautiful. Mm. I love the point you're making about the family uh, being able to see the progress, because so often mm. when these kids are super challenged, 
People look at them, and we're going, wow, look at what they're doing now. And they go, it looks the same to me. Mm, 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 mm. It's funny. Um, one of the things that often a lot of people will say to me is, oh, you're the woman that does the chart for naughty children. And oh, yeah. I always have to <laughs> constant, uh, correct them and say, you know, I do charts for all children. Every child loves to know they've done well. Every child benefits from structure and routine. You know, my products aren't for, you know, just a, they're just not, they're not just for behavior. They, they just pull families together. It gives everybody a, a tool to, to work to an end goal. Okay, so what's your favorite chart? What, what is your big seller? Um, the big seller is my very original one, the My Big Star chart, which is for children from one year, which does cover the potty training, um, the um, sharing nicely, going to bed and eat, starting to eat well, etc. Um, that is our, our, our biggest seller. But I think from there, we have so many repeat sales. People realize that um, our first chart worked well for them, that they might like to move on to the one for the four years and then eventually on to the seven years. And the, you know, the seven-year chart, the children start to monitor themselves. It gives them a daily activities to work through, to, to check mark and um, count up their points and, and start to really build on their independence and mo mo get them motivated to, to, to um, take care of themselves. And when you say that you can individualize it, um, to what degree? Well, for example, um, on the My Big Star chart, you get a set of blank stickers. And we allow, with the dry white pen, a parent can write next to that um, category sticker what they want to concentrate on. So, for example, if a child has a pacifier, um, not every child will have that. So we didn't um, include that in the... Um, the sort of the named labels that we've got, um, a parent might be, want to make that one of their own. So, you know, we, what we recognise is that every child is different, and this is where it's worked well with special needs, where children, a parent might want to monitor a medicine or some physio, um, something that's been recommended by a doctor, or you know, it just gives them a parent a little bit of flexibility to really sort of tailor it to their own child's needs. So what's popping to mind for me is how sometimes kids are resistant to something so homemade, you know, it's mom's mm. idea, she stuck mm. this thing up on the wall and is making yeah. it up, but if it comes from a store. <laughs> yeah, well, it, yes, I mean, you know, everybody, uh, children, you know, very much like, um, you know, something that's bought for them, but our charts are large, they, they're they they, they're bright and shiny and there's a lot of impact, but yet they're simple. They're not cluttered. Um, they're not restricted on days of the week. They're very, you start with a very blank chart, you build it up with your child, and as the rewards are put on the chart, then the children can see their progress. Victoria, do you do stuff like um, give advice on rewards if they fill the chart with stars, or do you just st stick with the chart itself and let the rest kind of take we, place? There is, every chart comes with instruction notes. Um, we, what we recommend is that um, parents only focus on the positives. We don't say if a child has misbehaved or not achieved, um, take a, st a sticker away. We just, we just encourage them to tell the children to try a little bit harder next time and you know they'll have something to look forward to um, 
you can set end goals. You know, our middle range chart, my growing up chart, has numbered stickers, and we say you might like to work to, well, if your child can achieve 10, um, get, get to 10, then you might like to go for a picnic in the park or bake a cake or read a book together. So just simple things to, to further encourage children to reach the end goal. That's awesome. Okay, so here's your moment in the sun to uh, share with people whatever you want to share, just whatever statement you want to make in the world to have an opportunity to make it now. And then, and then it is the okay, 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 great guest giveaways. You have to give something away. So make, make a statement and be generous. <laughs> okay, yes, sure. Um, okay, thank you. Um, as I said, you know, the most important thing for us is to allow parents to tailor our charts to a very individual need. Um, and that's what we, is our unique selling point of our charts, is that they are very flexible in their use. Um, I just want to say, whilst I've got an English accent, um, our, we do have a registered office and our products are manufactured um, in the state of Florida. Um, so if I may give my website address there, it's www.victoriachartcompany.com. Um, we would like to give away um, three products. But we, once again, we realized that the winners um, um, would need to choose what's suitable for their child. So we're completely open to what the, the oh, winning awesome. product can be. Um, we also have set up um, a 20% discount as well, um, which is valid till the um, end of April, which is Autism 20. And that's just to be entered at the time of checkout going through our website. Oh, that's awesome. That's wonderful. We will set up a um, rafflecopter prize on our Facebook page. Oh, marvelous. Thank All you right. very much. Thank you for your time. Thank, thank you. Thank you for being here with me. Bye-bye. Thanks, Annette. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Victoria from Victoria's Charts. I love her English accent. Um, I'm not sure what kind of accent I just did, but I don't think it was English. Anyway, <laughs> so here we are. Are you ready for it? You ready for it? It is time for Stories from the Road. Okay, I promised to tell you why. Why I have a missing tooth. Um, <laughs> well, it, 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 Xavier, Jody's son, um, we we were doing really great. We were on day five. You know, he changed so much. He got so calm. And, you know, it's it's a reality show, so you need to have some kind of goal, something that you're going towards that can be visually representing to the people at home that you took him from point A to point B. Now, neurofeedback does that because I walk in with something that nobody, you know, this child's never seen before, and by day five, he's happy to do, you know, the wear all the sensors, wear the clips, wear the amp, uh, do the sessions. So that, to me, has always proven, you know, I can walk in with a goal and I can accomplish it, and it can be something I chose. And I've always used the neurofeedback itself to teach that to families. But when you do a reality show, you need something more visually um, stimulating for the audience that would represent that. So I thought, well, let's figure this kid out. And right away I saw that he liked to look in the mirror at himself, and especially when he was being kind of like an orangutan, you know, mm, 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 stay away from me. And then he'd look in the mirror and smile. Ooh, I did that really well. 
So I thought he might like to see himself, uh, you know, on camera, which he seemed to respond to. We showed him some footage of himself, and I was able to sort of video teach a little bit. He also really loved blues clues, and he did a lot of blues clues repeating. So what I wanted to do is take him from this moment one of just meeting me, get him on neurofeedback consistently, and also move him along the continuum of our friendship growing and getting him to an unknown environment, a very unusual environment for him with a goal. So we decided we were going to do a play on stage of Blue's Clues. And I find a stage to do it in, and it's the last day. And he woke up ready to do it. He woke up, Blue's Clues, Mom. But of course, as life would have it, um, there was a mess up, and I wasn't able to get to the apartment to do the ride with him in order to make sure that the behavioral responding was such that he was comfortable when we went into the theater. And so I was waiting for them in the back parking lot, but they parked in the front and the mom takes away the, Jody takes, a, takes away his uh, phone that he likes to do the rewinding on, thinking that that'll be a good reward to get him inside, but it just stresses him out because now he doesn't have the thing that makes him comfortable to go in the door and Where's Lynette anyway, and what is this crazy place? And it's, it's not just a regular theater, by the way. It's an old church that's been redone in a really funky way. So it's all dark. He's walking from the light to the dark, and everyone's trying to get him through. And I come around the corner, and I go, and he goes, hi, Lynette. And I go, hi. And I go, come on, let's do it. And he goes to get rid of his stress by, by punching the wall of the theater. Well, I haven't got insurance. I didn't do anything special to get permission to use this place, so I can't let him break anything, which would be the way he would normally get rid of these feelings. He would throw chairs or that sort of thing, which we have lovely footage of. But um, I couldn't let him do that. So I knew that I was going to have to stop him from that while keeping him on the goal. So I go in, I say, absolutely, I'm not going to let you do that. Um, and so then he tries to hit me, tries to bite me, <laughs> you know, it's a little, there's a guy there going, hey, kid, wait a minute, and I'm like, it's all fine, and in that moment that I try to signal the guy that it's fine, I get headbutted in the mouth. So he cares about me by now, and he's real sweet, and, and you know, he forces himself in, he manages to handle it, he sits down on stage with me, and I say, look, you hurt me, I'm bleeding, you know, so... <laughs> I use everything that happens to me, by the way. I never, I never just fall apart because then, you know, we don't get what we're after. So I'm like, you know, you want to you wanna do this or not because yeah, I have to feel safe with you. And he never, never threw a, threw a single thing. He never punched another thing. He pulled himself together. He found a spot that looked like a comfy, it, it's a, a couch that was lit, which reminded him of the thinking chair. And he did his best to do his Blue's Clues play from there because he had come to love me so much that he felt bad enough that he pulled himself together. And, you know, we finished the show and I went home and my mouth is all swollen on the inside. Fortunately, it didn't look so bad on film. And a couple of days later, the swelling goes away and my tooth falls out. And that's where you're meeting me. <laughs> so that's the story. And what's the answer? Tooth for a life. I mean, dentist will fix the tooth. He made a great turnaround. He accomplished things that he could never have accomplished before. And he's going to continue to.
So as I said to the mom, Jody, our dear friend, you can't walk gingerly through this. You have to step in and say, I'm going to love you robustly, and we're going we're gonna to get to the other side. That's today's answer. I'm Lynette Louise, your story teacher host. And this is a new spin on autism. Answers. And as always, thank you for joining me, because without you, I'd just be talking to myself. I'm spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself. Spinning in circles and talking to myself, I can't hear.